Welcome to another episode of SCT of the SCT show, and uh, you know we're doing a betting show today. It's been a while since we've had uh, the pizza guy uh, Prab on the show. Uh, welcome back, Prab. Nice to have Thanks, you. Thanks, boys. I, I miss being on here. I miss talking <laughs> about gambling and betting, and uh, what a role I've been on, as you guys know. But uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah, the pizza props have been killing it. And speaking of killing it, holy fuck, Joe, goddamn Marino. He's just been killing it with these MLB bets recently, uh, and he just we just hit the over again on yep. the Dodgers and Padres game. And it's you know without Joe, I don't think we'd be going on this kind of run. And uh, Joe, welcome back on the show. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, definitely been uh, we've been on a bit of a roll with our MLB picks, that's for sure. So I always bug you guys about the day, but you know we just stick. Uh, you know, really you know what's funny there, Joe? You you bug us about the NBA, but. NBA is our second best sport, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we're not really good at the NHL. Uh, we lost today with the Tampa Bay Lightning not hitting the minus one and a half. Um, that's a little bit of a bad beat there. But, you know, the NHL is actually one of the hard- harder sports to predict, in my opinion. And the NBA hasn't been as good as MLB, but it's it's been a little bit better than the UFC. Last night we had the gun-to-my-head uh, pick with Kamar Usman to win. And a five round decision, and guess what? He knocks the fucking uh, he knocks out Jorge Masvidal, and that's a ba- another bad beat right there. Um, coming though, I think that was still a good bet taking Usman by decision. Yeah, I know it cost me my bet though. I would have won uh, almost a grand if Usman won by decision, but uh, you know it is what it is. I'm not gonna cry about it, but it is. You know the UFC is probably one of the hardest sports to predict. Last night, all five fights on the main card were finished. <laughs> Which you is know, unbelievable. I, I got to think that the live crowd maybe played a factor. These guys are obviously amped going into the fight, but just the crowd, and it's been such a long time, and cheering and yelling, and you know what I mean? When the intro music comes on and everyone's roaring, like that might have had something to do with it, or maybe the, you know they had added motivation to put on a great show. Yeah, it was nice to see the crowd uh, last night on that UFC pay-per-view event. That was a lot of fun, and you can just tell the the fighters just appreciated it more. And I can't wait when you know NHL has fans back in the building, and we could go to a you know our local hockey team, the Vancouver Canucks games. And we're going to talk about them pretty soon. Pretty soon on the show here, we're going to have Cam Stewart joining us here. Uh, we're going to we're asking some futures bets. Are the Canucks a good bet to make the playoffs? I think they're plus sixteen hundred to get in now. At Montreal sliding, and the Vancouver Canucks technically control their own destiny. Uh, we're also going to have Gurminder Dollywell join us here pretty soon. We're just waiting on him. And Nick Bondi is going to join us right after Cam Stewart. So we have a pretty jam-packed show here with SCT Show, and I'm, I'm excited to talk, you know, Canucks, talk about future betting. Maybe we'll talk about future NFL bets or, you know, and we're also going to talk about how terrible the Leafs goaltending is with Cam because he's, he's on the East Coast, and it's going to be fun to talk to him about that. Um, you guys, you know, we're just waiting on Cam here. I'll ask you a few more things. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on uh, the Canucks in three and four, Prab, uh, after coming back from COVID, which is already hard enough to do? Uh, yeah, just like you touched on earlier, NHL being a tough sport to beat or to predict. 
uh, after COVID, after a month of no games, they rattle off two wins against Toronto. I couldn't believe it. I was on <laughs> Toronto, right? Yeah. Like, what are the chances? And then, okay, now we're playing Ottawa. I think um, uh, Canucks were uh, 4-0 and against Ottawa, and then they lose that game. <laughs> like, wow, it's been uh, unpredictable, and uh, anything can happen. And I'm cheering for the Canucks to make the playoffs, and I think they got a legitimate chance. Uh, healthier bodies, and uh, they're getting better and better every game. Wait till we see Demko, prime Demko, bubble Demko. And uh, yeah, should be exciting finish to the season. And I'm definitely looking to wager on uh, the Nucks making the playoffs. Hey, we got Cam Stewart joining us. And uh, man, it's been a long time since we had you on. I think the last time we had you on was the day or the, the week before the Super Bowl. And my God, were we right, right, Cam? <laughs> <laughs> those, were, those were good days. I'm not going to lie. I wish uh, every day was the Super Bowl. <laughs> exactly. money, we hit every prop like yeah no, the, usually the Super Bowls have been good the only Super Bowl that I talk about like I remember the Seattle Pittsburgh Super Bowl was probably one of the worst days of my life like I considered robbing a gas station <laughs> I lost so much money <laughs> me and Gabe joke about it on the air me and my buddy were walking oh my god like tears in my eyes I'm like I don't even know what happened after that Daryl Jackson offensive pass interference touchdown like I snapped like that game was so no offense to Jerome Bettis but that was the worst for, even the referee came out at the end of the game and goes, I was one of the worst referee games like in the history. I think it got ranked third in total screw jobs. But, hey, that's what's going to happen. Pittsburgh was a public team, and we got our Super Bowl against Denver that time. But that yeah. game still. So when, you, we, when we have a game that's opposite to that, man, I'll tell you, it's just uh, it's a great feeling. That's for sure. Nothing like losing, uh, you know, like I don't even know how much money I lost that Pittsburgh game. It was too much. Um, did you watch the UFC event last night? Or how awesome was it to have that crowd back in the building? Yeah, no, the thing is, and even today, like my buddy texted me, he's not a real sports gambler anyway. We just like the party and stuff. He's like, I'm just so happy that like fans are back everywhere. We talked about the UFC event. We talked about even golf today. Like there's a buzz in the air, you know, and uh, we, we hit our, uh, our pick on uh, the show today. I know a lot of people don't bet golf. They think it's for old guys and bad slacks, but you can win a lot of money playing that sport. And Cam Smith and, and Mark Leishman won. Mullet Boy from the Australians won there. So that was good for us. And, uh, no, even, like, fans hearing them and cheering, <clears> and it's back. And I got to be honest with you guys, uh, I don't want to get into this whole thing, but in Ontario, like, I tell Marenzi, and I don't think he, he even understands the extent, like, how different it is here than everywhere else. You guys still have bars open, restaurants open. I've been living like this for, like, a year, taking care of my, my parents, and, you know, getting them stuff, like, nothing's open here. Like, it's just a bank and a grocery store, right? So I don't understand how these guys did this. And I'm watching people in New Orleans today, no masks, yep. partying, wasted out of their minds. And here, I don't want to get into this. It's not a political show. But how the hell am I staying in my house, following the rules, wearing masks everywhere for a year and change? Yep. I asked for a vaccine a while ago. I'm actually getting mine tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, I got a meeting. And then I'm getting, like, my, my first one because I want to be able to go down to the States again. But this whole thing has been run like a, like, are you kidding me? These people in Florida are like banging each other, you know, and parties and pools and Louisiana, they're rolling around and it's like, oh, it's so oh, watching golf, wearing masks. They were just wasted drinking beer and eating the whole damn time. I'm like, this is great. Yeah, we missed those times here, Cam. <laughs> What's going on? At least Morenzi told me, like, he told me a bar was open. Like, you guys can go and wear a mask and go for a drink and stuff like it's that. It's only on the patio. Only on the patio, no indoor. Yeah, yeah. it's open though. The place it's open. open. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 better. I die for a patio, guys. I heard they can't even golf. You can't even golf in Ontario. No, No, I called my buddy, and he had a great um, 
planned. We were going to go see an old friend from high school. He moved with his girlfriend uh, basically about an hour outside of the city, really nice in the country. And you know what? I kind of love the country. I used to live like I don't, you know, the city. I'm there for the games and stuff like that. Other than that, I couldn't really care. As long yep. as there's Wi-Fi to do the show, I could live anywhere. But we had a nice golf game set up. And that's the thing. Guys, golf is the best sport for this stuff. Socially mm-hmm. distanced. You don't have to be near anybody. You're outside. Yep. You're yeah. outside. It's not like we're in a... Like, you're, oh, let's self-isolate. Good idea. Yeah, that's what happens when people are inside and stuff. Outside, you can do stuff. You can golf. You don't have to be, like, anywhere near the guy. You say, mm-hmm. hey, man, you have a couple beers. You walk down your path. You have a great afternoon out. I tell you, man, I yeah. I don't even know where to begin, but and now we got to think about the playoffs, right? Like the North Division, what's happening? Where are they gonna Where are they gonna put the hub? Is it gonna be in Kansas, Kansas City, Buffalo, whatever? All I know is we already talk about this. I do my show with Blessing, and I've been straight up about it. The Canadian teams are at a disadvantage anyway due to the travel. Ottawa going to Vancouver, Vancouver, Montreal, Toronto, Calgary. We're all over Hell's Half Acre, and these guys are taking buses to game. So you don't think over time that's gonna affect these guys? And then what? Then you're playing in a bubble where the home team has like visiting teams cheering against them. Who's going to cheer for a Canadian team? Nobody. That's who. <laughs> yeah, um, we were just talking about the the Vancouver Canucks have you know come out of COVID and they've won three of their last four. Good for and, them. And uh, yeah, as as Canucks fans, we're we're, we're happy. And uh, but we look at the betting lines. Uh, what are the chances the Canucks squeak into the playoffs and Montreal falls out? Right now, it's at plus sixteen hundred. Cam, are you? Would you be willing to put a little bit of money on that? Uh, here's the thing. You guys looked at Vancouver's schedule, and I'm not taking anything away from Ottawa because they beat them one game, but they got they got winnable games. Montreal's falling apart. Calgary beat them the last two games, so you know what I mean? What's gonna mm-hmm. what's gonna happen there, right? Yeah. So it's not as far fetched as people think. Like Montreal, I like their goaltending. I think Allen's fine, but Carey Price is hurt. But the rest of their team, they're horrible right now. Mm-hmm. Who's scoring for these guys? They got nothing. With Gallagher out, they lose a big, big part of that team. As for Vancouver, guys are stepping up. I've always liked the core, and I'll give them all the credit in the world. I know I saw your guys text. Hey, Cam, did you bet on Vancouver? Uh, <laughs> plus 350 against the Leafs? I'm like, I don't want to tell anybody, but yeah, yeah. It's, probably should have put the mortgage on Vancouver. But I've been good to Vancouver. Last night, I actually I got smart with Vancouver because I had Ottawa the night before, and I came back to Vancouver. Me and my buddy I go, they're not losing twice to Ottawa. One. Yeah. They got it done four to two, but... Yeah, you're telling me 16 to 1. That's crazier things have happened. It's worth a sprinkle. But the way things are going, Montreal's fading. Calgary's still alive in this game, in this thing, because they're beating Montreal in regulation. That's mm-hmm. the problem. Montreal, all they got to do is take teams to overtime, get that sneaky point. And we talk about it when I did my show with Blessing. We talk about the three point regulation. I think it's essential that the NHL does it, they'll never do it for markets that don't want to succeed. But shouldn't you get three points for beating a team in regulation? And you know at the end of the game, teams aren't when it's tied. They're not just going to play defensive hockey. Okay, you get a point, we get a point, and we'll worry about the overtime. I'm not going to go on about the shootout and everything else, how I think it's for children, but a three-on-three overtime for 10 minutes would solve a game. I'm thinking a a, a winner 80% of the time, if not more. I know You guys know that. We, We follow the game. Shootouts are stupid. And I think we could really move forward with this thing if the NHL adopted that system. I think you should be awarded three points for winning in regulation because the system right now, when you're a team like Vancouver, how are you going to leapfrog teams? You guys know what I mean? Like, if you got that three points in regulation, then we're talking, hey, we could do some serious stuff here. We, we can make moves. 
Exactly, Cam. Uh, you know, they have uh, five games in hand in Montreal with mm. only eight points back, but it's going to be hard to run the table. So you're going to have to continue to play, uh, play the way you are and yeah. also hope that Montreal keeps losing. And right now, without Gallagher, the Montreal Canadiens have lost an identity. They are, they're on the same team, and the Canucks struggled against Montreal this year. They were That's one of the reasons. If the Canucks do miss the playoffs, it will it's be because, because of Montreal. Montreal. It's because of Montreal, and that's yeah. the one that's going to... It's going to, you know, hurt us a little bit. We don't even have our what best ha- player. What happened to you guys during the week? What happened during the week? You guys, you, you're, you're a Sunday team now, eh? <laughs> no, I'm a, our, our producer actually uh, works for a radio station here uh, oh, locally. Good for him. Yeah, good. and uh, he, can, he can't do uh, weekdays anymore, so we're trying yeah, to... You guys can't yeah. offer him enough money that he makes it the station, right? So he'll <laughs> see you later. Well, I'll, I'll see you soon. Exactly, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> they give him a hoodie. We got, we got hoodies, and uh, I don't know what else we can give him. Uh, they drop hey, off you, a pizza you, you or something. A, a golf shirt, a hoodie, yeah. a bandana, a coffee cup. Gurminder, you're yeah. muted, eh? Gurminder, yeah, you're, you're muted. You're, 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 <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Let's congratulate Cam. Good to have you on. And yeah. going back to your last point, it's because we ran out of time. That's yeah. the reason we're going to miss the playoffs because we ran out of time in October. Anyways, the more important <laughs> thing is let's congratulate Brian Lee Hall. Brian, you're doing amazing work on CKNW with the Whitecaps and sports updates. So congratulations to you. Yeah. I'm very wow. proud to have wow. you. Wow, round of applause. Okay, here we go. Really well. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Ryan. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. And the producer. I'm gonna, and thank you. Hey, I've done yeah. updates before, yeah. too, and yeah. stuff like that. Like, yeah, Cam, did you up. hear about that uh, <laughs> that banner that flew in uh, Vancouver about fire bending? Did you hear about yeah, that? Yeah, did that no, 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 no. A lot of... Uh, did you hear about it? Oh, no. A lot of Canucks fans uh, over here, they're not really happy with the way Jim Betting's been handling his uh, his job. Uh, seven years here in Vancouver, one playoff appearance, one yeah. last year we made it because of the, the COVID uh, playoff uh, tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, people aren't happy and they had a plane, because we can't get into buildings. Uh, they had a plane uh, with a banner on it saying "Fire Benning." <laughs> we can't get into buildings. <laughs> yeah, so they're like, uh, yeah, they had a Mon- banner. Monty's rooftop there and just fly, fly, fly the banner. No, it's uh, yeah. Vancouver fans have been suffering for a long time too. And I remember when I did my jury the cup when I when when I was at the score, I had a lot of fun in Vancouver. Like, mm-hmm. if I had more money, I'd move there. But it's really expensive. I'd probably go to BC and probably live somewhere on the outskirts, get like a cheaper place, and then. Hopefully, just come into town for you know Canucks and Whitecaps games. Hey, the Seahawks will be close too. Like that's my goal. I've been talking to my girlfriend about it. I go, you know, other than like my parents are really old and my my dad's getting out of the hospital this week. But I told them I go once we get some care and stuff like that, I'm gonna probably move out west because I've always dreamed about being out west. I love the time zone. I love the 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 way of life. You know, Toronto's. I might be born here, but I've you know guys. I lived in Yellowknife and stuff like that, and. I, Vancouver, Calgary, doing some construction with my brother when he was working out there. So my brother lives in Calgary. So I kind of always enjoyed the West more. I, it's more my speed. I like mm-hmm. it for sports. Hey, think about your update guy, too. He gets out three hours earlier. He could still go knock off a couple drinks at the end of work. What happens here at 2 o'clock in the morning? Did you, did you hope those baseball, late baseball games end? Come on, no extra innings. You got to exactly. oh, sorry, you're closed. How many times has that happened? Lots. When I was doing mm-hmm. late-night updates, I can tell you that. No doubt, no, most definitely West Coast. I think is the best coast for watching for sports. Sure. Imagine, imagine catching a seven thirty p.m. Pacific time game on the East Coast. So watching a Canucks home game in mm-hmm. Toronto or in the That's Peel tough. region, wherever. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, that's where I am, Peel region. Holy jeez, 
Oh, yeah, you don't want to be there. You, here, right? you guys don't want to be here. Trust me. <laughs> not the place to be right now. Yeah, Peel's been on the news a little here. bit too much. <laughs> We've been hearing about it a lot. <laughs> yeah, Peel's rough. Very rough. Tough times. Yeah, I'm just waiting for things to open up again. And yeah, you guys said it though. The golf course thing was like the final straw with me. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like it makes no sense. No, it eventually we've got to move on, right? Like we've lived like this for a while and I get it. Like, but I just don't understand. I'm not a doctor, as I said, but I'm watching all these people in the States and none of them are wearing masks <laughs> or doing anything. Right, you're telling me all those drunks are vaccinated? I don't know. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way when you're watching these events in the crowds that all those guys are. They're just like, I guess people there are just like, screw it. I don't believe yeah. it. And, you know, we follow the rules and, you know, we're still where we are, guys. That's unfortunate. Hey, Cam, I wanted to ask you about the Leafs goaltending. And when the Canucks played them uh, just yeah. recently... The goaltending was a big topic there in Toronto. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, the goaltending? And do you even trust the Toronto Maple Leafs to, uh, you know, maybe, you know, they were going to win the division, which is, mm -hmm. you know, pretty good for them. But for this team, it's not about the, the regular season. It's, it's it's about the playoffs. And do you think they could, uh, you know, mm -hmm. do something in the playoffs? There's a weird noise yeah. coming. I don't know where that's coming from. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of you guys. Yeah. I, 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 got, I, got mine, I got mine set up the way I got it for the yeah. show, so. I think, I, think it's prime. I think it goes prime, yeah. I hope, it, I hope it's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, blame them, blame them. Yeah. Come in there, they're going to blame you, too. Your mic, you're still muted. Uh, anyway, yeah. The Campbell was on fire for a while, and then reality kind of set in. Those games, I'm just like, wow, his angles are off. He didn't look very good, and that's the thing. Like, you guys know any goaltender can get on a heater for a while, right? But then he mm -hmm. was really, really good against the Jets in those last games, right? So it's like he's kind of finding it. As for the Leafs... They're a good hockey team. I know everyone hates them, but they're a little bit tougher. I think the Felino move was big for them. Mm -hmm. But as for the goaltender, like Dave Riddich brings nothing to the table. I don't. You might as well big save Dave. Like I don't understand that move unless you're gonna move forward with Campbell in the future. Riddich is your backup and get rid of Anderson on a contract because right. he's not gonna do. He's not a starting goaltender as you, as Calgary knows. You guys know everybody. No, he's a backup. It's yeah. that simple and not even a great one at that. So we'll see about that. Campbell's hot now, but the Leafs still have issues. Like Muzzin's their, their defenseman, you know, Riley's good, but he's a more offensive guy. You guys know in the playoffs, you need to be tough. That's yeah, how St. Louis won. Pareko when he was there. Bomeister, big, big monster killers on the blue line that eventually wear you down. And that's what happened against San Jose. Uh, you know, the Blues wore them down. Yep. And they were tough. And I'm not sure still, like, I think the Leafs are tougher than they were, but they're still, you still got to deal with Boston. I watched the Tampa Bay game tonight against Columbus before we came on the air, guys. They're toying with that team. They weren't even trying. I think Carolina is a lethal dark horse, hate to say it. The Carolina Hurricanes, to me, are scary as hell. They're a very dangerous team. Some people like Florida. I like Carolina better. Mm -hmm. So, Let's be honest. The Leafs are better, but there's still three or four teams <laughs> alone that are, are uh, that are better than them, right? Like yeah. I, I can name a lot of them actually. So well, it's so a problem. Hey, Joe, by, how you doing? I don't see anyone getting by Colorado or Vegas very easily. Yeah. Um, I just don't see that. The other thing too is for the division. I actually like Winnipeg to come out of the division. Winnipeg's got that tough playoff style, so I have some futures on Winnipeg, and I actually took them so I could cash them out. I'm not trying. Yeah, to no. I, that's the thing. I think Winnipeg's good too. And the thing about Winnipeg is people just want to give Toronto, you know, think they're the best team. Well, Edmonton can win games with McDavid alone. If mm -hmm. Mike Smith plays well, that's good. Yep. But I look at Winnipeg. Hello, Buck has had a couple bad games. 
but he's still the best goalie out of all the teams you guys name. Isn't Hellebuck the best out of them all? I'd even uh, put, like, hands down. Like, over time, I think he's the guy. I agree with you. Ehlers, Shifley, all those guys on the team. They got a kind of an underrated. Pionk in the defense, I think, are okay. But Hellebuck can steal games, Joe. So you're in a point where if the Jets find something to do, you're in a nice hedge position because let's be real, too. I don't think anybody's beating Colorado or Vegas either. Even if it was, like, say I have, I have Carolina futures, yeah. right? So say they go and meet one of these teams in the finals. I think somebody from the West is going to win. Probably Colorado now because Vegas is a little bit streakier. Yeah. And, 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 sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, I just um, – or Grimman, if you want to add to hockey there, go ahead. I want to switch gears there. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I agree. I think Kyle Dubas and the Leafs went all in in this division. Mm-hmm. Right? But there's Vegas and there's Colorado. So if I'm Kyle Dubas and I was playing NHL 21 on PlayStation 4, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go straight to the conference finals because I can beat Edmonton, I can beat Montreal, I can beat Calgary, I can beat Ottawa, I can beat Vancouver. Uh-huh. Who am I forgetting? Winnipeg? Fine. Yeah, Winnipeg. But when you when you come Winnipeg, uh, Vegas, and like Joe said, uh, I got features on Vegas to win this cup. Mm-hmm. They went to the final, they failed. They got screwed with that five-minute major. They ran out of gas because Thatcher Danfield just demolished them and <laughs> mentally. I don't know. I don't know how that happened. That, that was unreal. Yeah, Dallas has never made the finals in the bubble. There's no way that I, if I was Kyle Dubas, I would have done the same thing. Let's get out of our division. Let's get to the final four. If there's four teams between, if there's three teams between me and the Stanley Cup, I'm going to do what I got to do with what I did. The David Ridges thing is funny. Because he sucks. <laughs> it might help. Yeah, I don't it understand it, but you know, it might, it might help Vancouver get to get to. But imagine as an executive, hey, I got my team to the final four, but then they're going to get stomped by Vegas and Colorado, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and then but that's the thing. But, got new, but but let's let's look at it this way, guys. And then they got Nikita Kucherov, and they got Nikita Kucherov coming back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. coming back. Yeah, that's right? tough. But how, what do you Boss. do you're any Canadian team, though? And that's the thing. Everyone, yeah. pro- the problem yeah. with Canada is we yeah. all hate each other. You should hate the other team, <laughs> right? Like, why does Vancouver guy hate Toronto guy or whatever? Nobody from the North is winning Well, there's a lot shit. of reasons Nobody's for Vancouver people. Shit, right? Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of reasons for Vancouver people to hate Vancouver. Because when we went to the finals in 2011, yeah. everybody, everybody hated was cheering for Boston. And why? Oh, I know. I, I was know. there. Rose I know. I know. I don't oh, know. What about what, when you what? guys played? What about I'll go farther back against the Rangers? I know Nathan. <laughs> no, you remember Nathan Lafayette who hit the post? I know him personally. Yes. Like, yes. we're at a party yes. and having some beers in the hot tub. He still thinks my about wife, it. He's, my he's a realtor is, now. He's, he's a client of my wife's. Yeah, he's a nice and- guy. <laughs> Poor guy, and, man. Poor guy. He hits and, the post. He played great. He was like is, a call up too. Come on now. I, I, I get Kyle Dubas's plan. Just let's get to the final four. But once you get there, Vegas is gonna monster over you. Oh, for sure. And and can like you said, Colorado. And when we go the I don't even know the divisions anymore. Here's yeah, the I was thing, looking though. at it today, I was like, what? Right? We have, Tampa. Like, it's like it's a Canada problem though. Think about this. Yeah. Vegas comes into the yeah. league and they go to the Stanley Cup. You guys don't have a Stanley Cup. The Leafs are waiting from years where guys, old guy, guys know, are still wearing fedoras. And the Vegas Golden Knights <laughs> fans are sitting there going, oh, geez, you know, I'm not sure how things are. I tell my buddy Blessing, I go, do you understand how spoiled these people are? He grew up in Buffalo. He covered the Sabres. 
you, you, like that is it's like the because... one. Like, come on now. I think these guys in Vegas are. Oh yeah, you know. You think it's easy winning a Stanley Cup? Oh my God, they're so spoiled you know there. The... It's just ridiculous. Cam, it's because Vegas, they didn't run out of time. Uh, the, we you don't get the term here. You don't get uh, Cam. I don't think Cam maybe gets the term because we're in the West Coast here. And Jim Benning actually said he ran out of time, and that's why he couldn't bring Tyler Toffoli back to the Vancouver. That's Cup. BS. Yeah. He just he just did me as bad moves. You can't let Toffoli go away. Yeah, exactly. That. But anyway, yeah. ran out of time. It's not ran out of time. It's just hey, Vancouver. Thatcher Demko is a good young goal. You guys gotta. I think the team. You know, they're okay. Like, but let's be real. The Vancouver Canucks aren't going anywhere, and Toronto's not going anywhere. Let's just mm-hmm. call it out for what it is. Yeah, I know. There's Joe a lot is... of teams that are better than all of our teams, guys. The exactly. teams like Montreal. You look at the North Division. Who? Exactly. Right? No, you say Winnipeg. Maybe Winnipeg, because at least them out of the futures, they have the biggest odds. So if they get somewhere and and you bet big enough, you can have a mathematical hedge. Yeah. But other than that, like, mm-hmm. who else is going to step up? Like, I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Joe actually, Joe wanted to switch gears there. I think you want to talk yes, about Joe. baseball, right? You know, we touched on golf earlier, but mm-hmm. I wanted to get a little bit. So the only big – I don't follow golf, but I know the PGA Championship comes up in May. Mm-hmm. It's a big tournament. Have you done any research there yet? Do you got anything for us? there. And um, another thing is I played some parlays for guys, and I shit my pants on it and didn't get it. I thought that was a safe way to do it. Is there any other kind of betting like that, something a little safer you can parlay? Okay, so I was thinking. So sorry, Joe, you cut out a bit there. So yeah. what, what were you what were you looking to parlay? So like the last tournament, I did um, a whole bunch of guys to make the cut. That were oh really yeah, yeah, yeah. You should do that. Like it worked out good this tournament, but there was a team tournament, right? So you didn't get the value on the top twenties. Okay. As for the PGA Championship, I don't have my guys yet, but I'll I'll be looking at some. You know, I don't want to take like a five or eight to one guy. I'll look for some a little bit value. Hopefully, get over the twenties and we hit like the team we hit today, Smith. Cam Smith and Leishman, I think, were twelve to one. No, they weren't. Yeah. They weren't the favorites. I think the third or fourth favorites on the board, but it was right. a different style of tournament. So uh, yeah, I'll throw some stuff out, guys. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk in May. And okay. uh, yeah, I, I don't look that far ahead, but I'll tell you one thing about okay. the PGA Championship. Usually, you yeah. need a bigger hitter. Like in okay. the Masters, a small ball hitter can win because the course isn't as long. So you might have to go with some guys with a little bit more power moving okay. forward. Very I'll, good. I'll have a list for you, Joe. Don't okay. worry. And then don't uh, bet on everything, Joe. You know. Yeah, that's right. Good. I'm, I'm not even going to watch it. I'm just going to bet on it. So yes. that's perfect. Sounds good. Um, what other kind of stuff are you betting right now? We've been we've been hammering baseball pretty heavily. Yes. NHL, of course. What else are you doing? Just golfers or other things you've been on? Everything. Everything. We bet yeah. uh, UFC last night. We bet golf. We bet NASCAR. I haven't really got into yet. We're going to hopefully have some NFL props. So keep on watching the show. I know Gabe's already all over <clears> that <throat> stuff. We're doing a show yeah. on Thursday night but for the NFL draft. Um, yeah, baseball, just baseball has been really, really good. Like we had the yeah. Jays today and nice. uh, that, that was nice. One, nothing though. Oh, geez. Yeah. Uh, that Ryu pitch. Great. Um, yeah. Seattle's been making money. You guys, the team in your yep. backyard, the Mariners have been fantastic. Nobody even knows the young players on their team, but the books yep. are disrespecting them. We'll see how long they can yep. keep that up for. And, uh, mm. uh, my, the, the, the reds are just absolutely brutal. I, I wish I, we got on the Oakland train early when they were winning. Oh, and I, me and my me and my buddy Visine Vince talked today. He's like, Cam, I, if I bet the Reds one more time, he goes, these guys are dead to me. I'm like, yeah, well, I think they've lost seven. Yo, in a row, Cam, so they take be the uh, take us. some overs there. We've been mm-hmm. we've been hitting Reds overs. Yes, they tend yes. to they tend to play a lot of high scoring games. So they do um, bad I'm, pitching, I'm bad bullpen, but they can yeah. still hit. Yeah, right, that's exactly. right. Yeah, over machine. Exactly. Uh, okay, Cam, it was nice to have you on. Um, yeah, thank fellas. you again for 
Thank yeah. you for, again for joining us. Uh, it's always awesome to have you on. Um, you could uh, let the audience know where they could find you here. On I know you do the the late night uh, sports radio show with Gabriel Morenci on a Wednesdays. Do your golf picks and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. what's in Cam's uh, bag? Exactly. Uh, other, than, <laughs> uh, other than a roast, some tall yeah. boys. Yeah, uh -huh. lots of stuff in the bag. What's in the cooler? <laughs> yeah, we should go. I, I should be out west, actually. You should be golfing right now, I Cam. Be, I can't I stand. Be, I, I can't. Be, I, I feel bad. You got. I feel bad. I feel bad that I live here. It's just like, what am I doing here? <laughs> Other than I love my my family, I wouldn't yeah. be here. My brothers, my brothers, like, thanks for taking one for the team because I'm never moving back to Ontario. <laughs> I go, okay, Andrew, enjoy Calgary. But yeah, guys, I'm on uh, Wednesday nights at uh, midnight, nine o'clock your time with Morenci daily. Uh, that would be from six or three o'clock Pacific time, six o'clock Eastern game time decisions. And we got Dave, the sports pick consigliere, on the show. We do a lot of live betting and. You guys know our show. More, a lot of fun, too. We don't take things too seriously, mm -hmm. even though we throw down a lot of bets. So Sports Grid Network, and hope everybody stays safe and healthy out there. And uh, hopefully this damn thing gets better soon, guys, because, yeah, I'm going kind of nuts inside all the time. I'd really like to go to a bar and have a drink instead of just <laughs> yeah, drinking in front of my TV and watching sports. It's like Groundhog yeah. Day every day. <laughs> I, know I do that. the same thing every day. Yeah. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> it is, uh, it is uh, it's, it's tough, man. It's, it's real tough. Again, thank you again, Cam, for yeah. uh, joining us, and uh, we'll get you on again in the future here. Yeah, have a good one, guys. Good luck yeah. with your bets. Hope you make some money. Yeah, Take care. thank you. Thanks, Cam. Thank you, Dave. And that was Cam Stewart from the Sports Grid, uh, you know, doing the late night show with Gabe Renzi on Wednesdays. What's in Cam's bag uh, on the Sports Rage? Uh, he's, he's always a great, great interview. Uh, Man, he's uh you could tell he's passionate about gambling, he's passionate about sports, you know, uh he 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 knows his shit and uh it's always awesome to have him on. Uh, I, I was we were laughing about it early on the show that we last time we had him on was on uh, before the Super Bowl and uh me and Cam and Garinder actually were all on Tampa Bay and uh and that was just funny cuz uh you know, Tampa Bay just smoked the Kansas yep. City Chiefs. That was even a fun game to watch. Um no. it just that game was pretty much what COVID has been for the whole year, you know, like that Super Bowl was so bad that it felt like, you know, it, it made sense considering how the year was, you know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. But, uh, so, yeah, you know, let's talk about the Canucks here, boys. Uh, we're going to have Nick Bondi join us. Uh, Ryan, you can send an invite whenever you want to join us here on the show, but, uh, man, a lot of things are going on in Canucks, Canucks land right now. There's a banner that got flown. Uh, a lot of fans don't like the banner getting flown. A lot of fans are saying, "Who gives a fuck how I, you know, you know, have the way I express myself with the Canucks fan? Like, why does it matter to you people?" And then there's people that are saying you should use that money to donate to charity and stuff like that. That's um, mean. Yeah, and that's not fair to those fans yeah, who exactly. are very passionate. Like Joe said, like, yeah. If you want to donate, just donate. You don't have to blame. Yeah. Whatever, and who knows how much that person donates already, right? Like, yeah. Uh, again, yeah. like it's just, it's just, it's just stupid. It's just the fighting on this Twitter that uh, you know I used to do a lot of uh, uh, not not too long ago, but it's just uh, ever since these new Twitter accounts have come in on Twitter, and I'm not naming any names or anything. It's just made the experience even worse. I just try to live tweet uh, sports now. When I'm watching a game, I'll live tweet it. That's about it. And I, most of my opinions are usually on here or on the 650 text line on Sportsnet 650. But uh, <laughs> um, you know, you know what, guys? Uh, let's talk about this. What are your thoughts on the banner? I'll start. We'll start with Joe. 
You know, I, I honestly didn't really have too many feelings either way about the banner. I thought people want to do it, do it. It's kind of funny, actually. Either way, no matter what side you're on, it's actually pretty funny that they did that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was all for it. Went it pretty viral though. as well. Yeah, it went pretty viral. Pretty funny, pretty funny thing to do. I just don't understand all the outrage for people. Like, all the shit going on, that's what you're worried about? Exactly. <laughs> Pratt? Yeah, I just want to say I seen a, a meme, uh, like a funny picture earlier today. Uh, let's create the worst run or the worst NHL franchise. And they got these different segments. The New York Islanders logo. Use, oh, sorry, use the New York Islanders arena and uh, Buffalo's players. And then it has the Canucks on there. The, uh, if you want to create the worst NHL franchise, you'd use the Canucks front office staff. <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. We got Bondi joining us here. Uh, Bondi, we were just talking about the banner, um, and uh, we were just, you know, giving our opinions on uh, on if uh, if you think it's a, a good thing, a bad thing, or um, you know, we're, we're talking about how people are getting angry, fighting about the banner. Uh, you should donate your money to charity and, and stuff like that. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, pe- people can spend their money however way they want. Like, it, it shows to me that you've got passion and you still care about this team, despite there not really being much to care about and be passionate about over the last few seasons, right? And, and go, like, look, I, I, I'm a soccer fan, as you guys know. You should see some of the banners these supporter groups over in Europe show to their team when they lose like a big game or something like that. It's nothing. And if you're getting mad over this banner, it, it to me, it just shows that you don't really pay attention to really any sports outside North America, because like yeah. this shit is this shit that that banner is just a simple fire bending hashtag. It, it is nothing compared to what some of these Italian ultra groups yeah. say to their team when they lose a big <laughs> game, right? Like it's nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. Garinder, uh, what are your thoughts? I'm sure. We, I think we're all on the same page here. We don't, we don't really care. That this banner was flying around uh, the city and the province. It was just the fact that, you know, people are making a big deal out of it. That's the funny part about it, to, to me anyways. It's like one of those yeah. things when you try to do yeah. something. Sorry, Grimminder. It's just like, no, oh, no. Hey, I donated to the Heart and Stroke Foundation. And someone comes at you, but how come you didn't donate to the camp or something else? Found? Like, buddy, yeah. like, you, don't, yeah. you, can't, you can't gatekeep how someone spends their money or uses <laughs> their money. You know what I mean? Like, don't be a gatekeeper like that. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Grimminder? No, like to what Nick said, like, what was it? Is is it Crocky that owns Arsenal? Is that what it is? Yeah, Stan Crocky. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's next level above a, a plane flying a banner. I had my best friend call me yesterday, and he said, "Hey, are you gonna renew next year?" I go, "You know what?" So I have my master's in business, and I it's on the uh, academic literature online. And the CEO of the Canucks, who he is now, helped me with it. I said, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to renew. I want a phone call because I've spent $150,000, almost $200,000 in regular season tickets. You've been a season ticket holder for how how many years, Commander? Uh, Since 2002, right? Wow. So just, so, you know, I saw Puche let in the center ice (laughs) pool. And then I saw Minnesota wow. come back from two nothing behind, and then I, you know, I no, actually no, I saw Essenza playing against the Avalanche when they won the, won the cup, right? So, and I've moved my way from upper deck to lower deck to row two to row one, and I've paid all this money. So I want to know if Francesco Aquilini doesn't want to pay for Ian Clark to come back, 
he doesn't want to pay Travis Green to come back. And with Rick Dollywell's report that they just want to cheap out on their mm-hmm. management group, on their coaching staff. Why should I continue to pay them? Right? Because it's interesting. I'm in I'm a mortgage specialist, so I'm in the housing business. There's a lot of people that's hard to get a mortgage for your to buy a home to make your life better. I already bought a house with the Canucks. But I have no return on investment. Yeah. Right? There's no return on investment. So it's interesting when I had this conversation yesterday with my best friend. I said, you know what? I actually, I wonder if I said to them, I want Francesco to call me to convince me to renew with them. Right? Yeah. Because where's my money going? Because if they're because I know they're Blueberry Farms. I know Aquini Group. I know the team's not struggling that bad. Right? But why would you make the fans suffer? And what makes me want to recommit to continue? I'm, I mean... If anything, it's like when you vote or you don't vote. It's like you can't complain if you don't vote because you didn't vote. So then you think that you can complain because you did. But I've been investing in this team because in my very core, I'm a Canucks fan. Right? And mm-hmm. year after year, year after year, year after year, year after year, I've watched them lose game sevens. I've, lo- I've seen them lose game seven in the second rounds when they shouldn't have lost. I've seen them lose Game Seven in the Stanley Cup Finals when they should have As a Canucks fan, and then the next year, the next year, come back right and reinvest and lose in the first round of the Kings. Reinvest, and then we have then we have a then we have what a lockout, a semi lockout, and lose to the Sharks. And then we have Luongo have his contract. What is it? What is it? His uh, whatever it is. Cap capture comes. Cap or capture? Come back. Really, Aquini? You can't go to Gary Bettman and say no way. He's not rich enough to say that. And now they're going to say, "Hey, Germinder, when can when can you expect your deposit?" Well, I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't know. I ran out of time, <laughs> so I'm going to have. <laughs> I, you know, because at this point now. I feel like when these reports are coming out, that they're not going to re-sign Travis Green because they want the cheapest option. And they're keeping Jim Benning because it's the cheapest option. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sit well with me. You get what I, you I pay was, for. I think you're exactly. echoing the thoughts of uh, many mm-hmm. Canucks fans. Mm-hmm. And uh, you are a highly invested fan. And uh, mm-hmm. all those criticism we did a quick little recap of uh the 10 years of pain right now <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> bringing in uh, some bad uh bad memories but um yeah i know i think all all canucks fans echo those feelings uh maybe the ones that have invested as much money as you did have as well but there's something about the aquilinis that just give a weird vibe these little alleged news reports these little hints that the insiders and reporters are giving how trevor linden left there's something something's yeah around, something's amiss something's off with the front office staff and um just they haven't signed travis green right and the coaches yeah. staff like and the the Aquilinis want to follow the highly successful Buffalo Sabres model of cheaping out on your uh, management team and because <laughs> that actually worked out really well for the and Buffalo Sabres. I think, I think next, I think next is you know their scouting staff is going to be reduced to some dude in in a room watching like three different illegal streams of CHL games. <laughs> um, Nick, who's the uh, the CEO that left? Uh, uh, this is before Linden left. 
And uh, that's where uh, I remember Bosher wrote a, 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 a Provis or Athletes on it pretty much right after and saying that this guy is one of the smartest guys he's ever ever talked to. And he left the organization. It almost felt v- like Victor started- Debonis? Is it wasn't Victor Demonis. It was one other guy. It was a different guy. Um, was it the capologist? Was it the capologist that went to Toronto? Um, no, not the capologist. It's a uh, uh, that's that's uh, Lawrence Gilman. There was a CEO. Uh, he did a lot of stuff that was not hockey based, but uh, it was uh, something to do with this organization that um, uh, I forgot what his name was. We could figure it out okay, here yeah. pretty soon. But yeah, it felt like with that move, it almost felt like oh, everything. Oh, TC Carling. TC Carling. Was it TC Carling? I think I think that's the guy you're talking about. Okay, so um, yeah, like uh, Botford was talking about how smart he was. He's one of the smartest guys he's ever like talked to and stuff like that. And it, it just went downhill from there. It almost feels like that Francesco and the family. We we've been talking about this like every episode on the podcast. I feel like, but when uh you know when Francesco Acquilini is you know cheaping out, and then I just said uh, you get what you pay for. Um, it just you know rubs fans who invested in in your product like Reminder for many years the wrong way, and maybe it drives them away from investing in the future. And that's where, uh, as a fan, uh, as uh, me as a fan, I feel the exact same way as Reminder. Maybe not as you know as bitter. Uh, I'm not trying to say you're bitter, bro. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying I haven't invested as much money as you, so obviously I'm not going to be as angry. But I do. I am a hardcore fan, just like you, and I see yeah. the problems just piling up with this franchise. And I don't see a way for this franchise to get back to what it was when I was a kid and watching them win uh, presidents' trophies and winning the division every year. I want to see that team back, and I know you want to see that team back. And maybe one day we get a chance to do what we want as as a city and, and as a as a fan base. And I could just tell Graminder's scarred. From all those times that he's put money into the organization, and it's turned out that Kuche lets that that puck in from the red line, and we lose in the Stanley Cup Finals in Game Game Seven, and the LA Kings, the eighth seed, beat us in 2012, and you know, and Luongo's recapture penalty, you know, is still on the books, which you know, Francesco Aquilini doesn't, I guess, have the balls to talk to Gary Bettman about and get it off of our cap hit. It's just. It just seems like this franchise is going downhill. And, you know, we could be proud about what the team's done so far coming out of COVID. We could be happy with how Bo Horvath salutes the fans, even though there are no fans in the fucking building, going down the tunnel and saying, you know what, boys, uh, Vancouver Canucks fans, I'm going to try getting our team in the fucking playoffs. And that's what, you know, character is. That's the kind of character Bo Horvath has. That's the kind of culture that the players are trying to build. And the owner is not trying to build because the owner is the one who's cheaping out and not wanting to pay Travis Green, who I've been really hard on, uh, and he does not want to pay Travis Green the money that he's deserved because the way Travis Green has come out of this COVID break, catching COVID, and we're three and four uh, with a team coming back, he deserves a goddamn contract. And I've I've been one of the hardest guys on Green. I call him Willie Green uh, sometimes. So at the end of the day, it just seems like the culture, the, the players that we have in the locker room, like Bo Horvat, like Brock Besser, and all those that guys. That was a good decision making. Uh, Bo Horvat, captain. Exactly. Back. Those something players are the ones that are. Me. Those players are the ones that are giving the fans something to cheer about. Not the owner of the team. Do you guys agree? Yeah. Yeah. I look. Agree. It, I agree. Yeah. Look. Like I mean, there's been tons of kind of ins- insinuations out there and rumors that 
the players aren't really happy with ownership and management and how they handle this COVID-19 outbreak and how it was communicated to them. I mean, why else does a guy like JT Miller come out and, and say what he does in that, in that media availability if, you know, there's a big disconnect there. So I think it's something that, and I think, I think Elliot Freeman even hinted at it. Like this is going to have long-term repercussions for this franchise. And, you know, I think the term he used was, you know, fences have to be mended and, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I think in the short term, at least how they, how they build upon the repair of this relationship. It sounds like it seems like a relationship that needs to be repaired from the owner of this team and the management structure to the players. Uh, Joel left the show. I'm guessing he had to get back to work. But, uh, you know, Gurinder, uh, I know you want to say something. You go yeah. ahead. And go. I just want to talk about, after this, I want to talk about um, the chances the Canucks somehow get into the playoffs. But, yeah, go Gurinder. Yeah, so to what Nick said, like I was speaking earlier in the last few podcasts about how millennial athletes are taking their own careers into their hands, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think <laughs> Elias Pettersson, Quinn Hughes, Brock Besser, Bo Horvat, JT Miller, they want to put up with this bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. And so why would it not be out of the... Uh, why would it be so outlandish that they don't re-sign after their bridge deal and ask for a trade-out? But let's think... Let's go back to the Aquilini part. They're a billionaire. They're billionaires, right? Francesco, Pablo, Roberto, born with a silver spoon from Luigi, Right? Mm-hmm. Whatever they've ever done, they seem successful at it. And they now go back and put it, put their model into the Canucks. When Mike Gillis was here, he took control for a little while. Because he was successful, they left him alone. They left him alone. And then once they interjected by John Tortorella in, that's when it all fell apart. Look at John Tortorella now in Columbus. <laughs> Yoro Kukalainen, the GM in Columbus, has had to trade away every one of his star players because the one coach keeps scratching everybody because he doesn't like the way they play. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? So let's go back to the billionaire mentality. I'm a billionaire. I know what I'm doing, and what I'm doing is right. Yeah. Right? And in the and it just could just a vacuum all the way down, all the way down. Like I said, I'm the- right. Yeah, I know what I'm doing, right? Uh, I don't want to trade Kessler. Okay, can I ask someone? But then you you trade him. (laughs) Do do you guys remember what champion problems was? The what? Right? We have too many good players to trade away. Well, why didn't we win? Guess what? Because you wouldn't get out of the way. So that's why if I'm going to get a set of email, and I have a great Connect account executive. I'm not going to name the person. She's great. Oh, sorry. She's great. (laughs) But I want to. I want to know why I'm going to put, like, why should I put more money in his pockets if he's not willing to invest my money back into the team for Travis Green? Ian Clark is the biggest yeah. actual free agent that we have, right? Look, and probably the easiest home. to sign. He's not yeah. going to want you know a, a few million a year like Travis Green is on the open market, right? Like that's exactly. one. That one you can easily sew up if you wanted exactly. to, but. It sounds like the, the deadline's already passed for, for Ian Clark. Yeah. I, I, at this point, you, I think yeah. all Canucks fans should prepare for the fact that both those guys aren't going to be back next season. I agree. I agree with you, Nick. Yeah. And for the fact that Mike Regillis, Mike Gillis was the only man that could stand up to uh, 
uh, Aquilini and make Francesco go to uh, Luongo's house to tell him he's going to be our goalie, that takes balls. But Benning, uh, 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 like, you know, I ran out of time, for Toffoli, who's on a 40-goal pace. Yeah. Like, come on. John Shannon himself said we'd wasted so much time on Oliver Ekman Larson. For what? Garinda called we it, could- actually. Garinda <laughs> said this. Garinda said it before John Shannon did. I think uh, Garinda's got a better source than uh, those guys uh, in, in the in the media. But Garinda said that they pe- they put too much time into Oliver Ekman Larson, and and that's what the excuse was going to be. And that's that's exactly what's what it's turned out to be, which is insane. You know, you can't multitask like. I'm sorry, but like with Francesco Aquilini pushing Benning to bring Oliver Ekman Larson in, and maybe that's why he was pushing so hard for that that blue liner in Arizona. Like it just it's just this organization, like I said, is just going is going the the wrong way and not the way that we want it to go. But again, there are some positives to build on, and I want to talk about this. We have five games in hand, eight points back of Montreal. Montreal is sliding. And personally, I believe if they get in and Pedersen comes back, anybody, they could be anybody in the North Division. I don't think Toronto's a powerhouse. I don't think Toronto's goaltending is good enough. And I think if we have a guy like Thatcher Demko and the way Braden Holpe's playing right now, if one of them can continue to play the way they are, we could beat that team. I think we could beat Winnipeg. I think we could beat Edmonton if we get in. We have five games in hand, uh, eight points back. We control our destiny uh, to an extent. Do you think the Canucks can do it. We'll start with uh, Prab. Uh, most definitely, I think they can do it. I'm looking for a website or a sports book where I can make that wager. You're saying plus 1,600, and um, the odds might go start dropping the more the Canucks win. So I'm going to check out BCLC and Bet365, and I'm looking to play uh wager on that uh, play. But, um, yeah, I think they can. Uh, they control their own destiny. Yeah, they got to win a lot of games. As long as Calgary-Montreal games don't go into overtime, I think... Um, I think we we got a we a realistic chance, uh, more of a chance than what the odds makers and what the percentages and money puck or whatever you guys uh, look at say. Um, Canucks are hot right now; they're getting healthier. They're only going to get better, and it seems like Montreal's falling apart. And Calgary, um, if anyone knows Calgary better than Calgary fans, it's got to be Canucks fans because half our team <laughs> got transplanted over there, and we know how Barky can uh, you know not play his best and. Um, yeah, I think Canucks got a realistic chance at making the playoffs, and uh, that's what I'm cheering cheering for right now. How about you, Nick? Um, I mean, yeah, they ha- they have a chance. I think I think the Athletic has them around twenty percent to to make the playoffs right now. But I think we got to consider a few things. First of all, right now, it kind of feels like just watching this team, they're playing on adrenaline, like they are amped up to go. They haven't played hockey for three weeks, and now they're they're you know, excited to get back out there, especially those first two games against the Leafs. Like, you know, they were running on adrenaline. And I think it was that Thursday game against uh, Ottawa. Uh, They had like a a close-in shot of Ole Olevi after he uh, he iced the puck. He looked absolutely exhausted, dead, Mm -hmm. like just absolutely gassed. Uh, I think a big thing for the Canucks going forward is this is going to be a super compressed schedule for them the rest of the way. Like the entire rest of their schedule is essentially – three games and four nights. Like that's mm-hmm. essentially that that's their schedule the rest of the way. This, that this last four game stretch was actually the, probably the easiest part of their schedule. Cause they actually have, you know, day you know, four games in, you know, in just, just under a week. Now it's three games every four nights. It's going to be really tough. And this is going to be the part to see 
how you know how ready they are to compete for a playoff spot. I mean, I think they're they're in the they're in the race right now because a team like Montreal just absolutely choked away any advantage they had mm-hmm. while the Canucks were on their COVID break. Right, like they lost again uh, last night to Calgary. They they've lost their way back into a playoff race pretty much, and yeah, I think they have they have a chance, but they've got to win you know, two out of every three games the rest of the way, and then hope Montreal keeps on dropping points the likes of Calgary's and Edmonton's. Grimendor? Good point. I just hope, uh, sorry, Grimendor, I just hope the injury bug doesn't affect the Canucks too much. I know Pedersen's there, but a lot of goalies have been going down. Just um, Ottawa's goalie Murray went down, and even today, I think Vasilevsky, or uh, no, Columbus's goalie, uh, yeah, finished the game because Corpus Allo got hurt. And uh, so, yeah, uh, hopefully Demko, uh, hopefully just no injuries um, to uh, the roster. And I'll let Grimender uh, share his thoughts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Grimender? Yes, we have a chance, but no, we're not going to make it. Number one reason is because the medical staff has totally botched Elias Pedersen's injury. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously. I've been a pharmaceutical and biotech rep for 10, 15 years, right? And I know a lot of doctors. I can't understand. Like, if I went into the hospital today, right, during COVID times and said, oh, my my arm hurts, and they give me an x-ray, and it's like, oh, you have a hairline fracture. It's going to be six to eight weeks, four to six weeks, right? Put a cast on you. How We're not going to make the playoffs. Okay, we might make the playoffs. We're not going to win. But how can you misdiagnose? the most important player in your franchise for the next 10 years going forward. How can they not get that right? But they haven't played him, Gurinder. Like, you could complain no, about but, it. But, okay, yeah, but they went day-to-day. But they, haven't risked his, but they haven't risked his injury. Like, I think if I think it'd be a bigger story if they, you know, said it was going to be this long and then he comes back and plays and he re-injures it even more. But uh, they're doing the right thing and keeping him out and probably not going to play him for the rest of the season. You know, the report came I, out. I, yeah, I totally get them not they're not uh, reporting it, right? Mm-hmm. Tanbeer. I totally get that because no company corporation has to reveal all the cards. Right? Mm-hmm. But don't keep saying day to day, week to week. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then Jim Benny's like, oh, oh, like, you know, we're doing day to day, we're leaving today. And uh Elias Peterson, yeah, he'll be back uh, you know, in a few days. Don't, don't. And mm-hmm. why is it that he's misdiagnosed six weeks ago? When you could have fixed the problem, put him in a cast, mm-hmm. or just say, you know what, he's dead, and then let. The I wonder if that was a little bit of just showmanship and just NHL uh, style upper body injury. Yeah, lower exactly. Body. You don't want to give yeah, away exactly. the yeah. intel on. Um, you know a, what I mean? It's nitpicking, though, Grimander, because you know we could, yeah, we could complain. Yeah, is it though? Is it though? But is it any different than when uh, Edler had his back surgery, right in twenty eleven, in twenty ten, coming into twenty eleven, and Mike gives like. He's out two to three months, and he'll be back. And boom, he was back. Yeah, true. Right? Uh, that's. I think what I think the team was hopeful to have him back. They uh, probably didn't think it was that serious, and then it turned out to be uh, bigger than when he when Pedersen Pedersen seeing his own doctors. Pedersen, uh, you know, he's got a contract that he has to sign here pretty soon, and I'm sure he ha- he's seeing a specialist of his own of his own, and not the team doctors. But, it, but isn't it isn't indicative of like they were really hurt by this COVID virus, right? Mm-hmm. So for them to even try to make the playoffs is so such a monumental accomplishment mm-hmm. for these players when their wives are sick, when their children are sick, when their families are sick, right? 
I mean, and, and there's this, there's this, there's this, like, why do we have, why is there a story where the team has to mend fences with the players? Well, guess what? Somebody can't send an email. Somebody can't send a text that can't send a phone call because uh, uh, we ran out of time. Right. We're gonna keep bringing the run out of time thing every time. It goes, it I love goes it. back to the long Like, what's that? I love it that you bring up the run out of time. Nobody can say. Uh, nobody can. That would probably the be the quote out. that defines the the Jim Benning era if we when we look back on it. Yeah, right? no, no, no. John, yeah, exactly, Nick. Right? Even John Shorthouse said it. They ran out of time. Yeah. Time to fully. Do you remember? Do you remember when Luongo was out in '09 for that stretch when we lost yeah. nine games in a row? They said week to week and guess what Curtis Sanford and whoever his backup was what in Ray Croft? we knew no nah, that was a year no, after no, no, before uh, uh, yeah after but Gil's like yeah he's out for a long time so there was no expectation from the fan base mm-hmm. for us to have Luongo come and save us from whatever sure. we but were facing the Canucks are 10-5-1 and one without Pedersen which is impressive like we got to yeah, we could we could let, let we could stop complaining about the management team because we've done that enough. We had a fire betting banner go up not too long ago, right? Like I didn't, I didn't do, I didn't do the banner. Yeah, no, I didn't. We, way, I didn't uh, do it either. But it's Uncle does, Elite, by the way, the one. Know, does, Uncle Uncle does Elite. Anybody, yeah, yeah, Uncle, does anybody know who this guy is? I nobody know knows. He guessed it on the pod, I believe, uh, ages ago. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Uncle Elite, by the way, he's been on the podcast before, and he's the one that uh, oh, yes? okay. had that uh, banner fly out. And you know, <laughs> he's, a, he's an actual person, from what I've heard. Yeah, he's an he's actual person. Um, he's a passionate <laughs> fan. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna bash him for that because again, who we could, you could spend money however you want, and if you have people that are also willing to don't not to donate to the Canucks charity, but also put the money in for the banner. Um, that's great. That's good. Good on him. And uh, I think that uh, it's just funny that the other side was saying that your money should go to charity. We've talked about that, but you know, I, I think why we spend all... anything money on anything besides charities if that's your argument? Why exactly. spend money on food? You, you, why not spend that on charities? <laughs> exactly. Why spend it on rent? Why can't yeah. it go to the charities? There's people out there who don't have don't have a home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why spend it on liquor? Why spend it on yeah. weed? Why spend it on anything? Right. So take your entire the... paycheck and put it into a charity. Exactly. Then you'll always have that brand. Yeah, then you have a lot of money actually. Then you could donate as much <laughs> as you want. But at the end of the day, um, you know that was you know, we could st- we could stop talking. Let's stop talking about the management team because I want to give the players credit here. Um, we're gonna end the show here pretty soon. Bo Horvat and the way the team has come out, Captain Honcho Bo has come out out of this COVID break, and what they're doing right now is inspiring. Like this is. I know it's the easy part of the schedule, and there's so many more games to go. Braden Holpe looks like a different goaltender, and that's on Ian Clark. And that's why, as fans, we want to see him back as a coach, right? Uh, Bo Horvath's the guy that I look at mostly because, my God, what a leader this guy is. Um, comes back, he's flying out there right now. He's He wants to. He's on a mission, and he wants to make the playoffs, not just for the guys in the room, but for the fans. And it almost feels like, you know, the media counted every every one of these players out. Uh, they said that, you know, they didn't want to evaluate them uh, on how they played. But the way Bo Horvat and this team, and he has his team playing right now, i got to give that guy all the props in the world because we are so lucky to have him as our captain. And it just, you know, we talk about management and we need to build a team around these guys. Um, he's one of those guys that I, I want this team to build around because, um, he is 
one hell of a player and a leader because you don't just play the way you have the last few games coming out of COVID. And and I'm sure he was one of the guys that didn't have the bigger symptoms. Uh, he's just the salute to the fans after the game last night was just chilling because we're going to look back at that salute if they make the playoffs. And we're going to look back at that salute if the team beats the Toronto Maple Leafs in the first round because Toronto Maple Leafs cannot get out of the first round. So I want to I, I want to see this team make the playoffs uh, because I you know this is the kind of stuff that I, I watch sports for stories like this and if they could pull it off my God will that be fun? Um, you guys uh, I say we uh, end it there. Um, if you guys want to talk a little bit about Bo Horvat there you guys can because I think that guy deserves a lot of props. Anybody want to say anything about Bo? Uh, I think you said everything that needs to be said about uh, Bo Horvat. He's uh, he's a great leader, and he uh, he really I think has taken the torch from that Henrik Sedin mm-hmm. type uh, uh, of leader. You know, sh- shows up when it matters most, and he shows up and he shows up on the <clears throat> ice, and he leads by example on the ice. And I, oh, I talk man. about this on my podcast. Like I didn't like the way you know people online were were talking about. JT Miller in the sense like, oh, give give JT Miller the, the, the captaincy, you know, JT yeah. Miller, the real captain's team. I think J- <laughs> guys like JT Miller and Bo Horvat, they just they're both leaders of this team, mm-hmm. but they just lead it in different ways. You know, JT Miller is very outspoken and he's gonna tell you how he feels. Where as a guy like Bo Horvat, you mentioned it, Tambir, he leads by example on the ice. He'll drag you to where you need to go on the ice. Okay. Most definitely, um, most definitely. Nick, just give a shout out to your uh, plug your podcast. Uh, where can people listen to you and your podcast and the episode? Oh, of course. You, yeah, you can uh, listen to Power of the Towel, part of the uh, Next Misconduct uh, Network of Podcast. Uh, four shows, one swipe, one tap, as we uh, as we like to say. Myself, Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs, all of it on this show. So yeah. all of us on on the network and go subscribe right on uh, Apple Podcasts. Helps a lot. Yeah, subscribe to Nick's podcast, Power of the Towel, um, and at the Next Misconduct Network. We always love having Nick on. Uh, he's pretty much a daily guest here on, on the show now. Uh, again, we have uh, we put our bets out every day, and guess what? We are one for one today, and we're waiting for the Golden State Warriors to maybe cover the seven and a half here. Um, hopefully, we pull that off. And, uh, you know, it's been a great, uh, fun pod uh, recording with you guys. It was awesome to have Cam Stewart on. It was awesome to have Joe on talk about his MLB heater that he's on. Um, Again, let's end the show here.